poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. And today is a tactical day, so I'm joined by my co-host, John Chai. John, how you doing, sir? Good. Back in the online streets, as, as the YouTube viewers can probably tell from, from the background today. And have four online hands from... Uh, from my return to online, I took about a month off um, and played exclusively live. So came back with uh, a week of 500 zone. zone. Um, it's been a, it's been an extremely uh, swingy first few days back. There was a minus eight buy-in session, a plus seven buy-in session, a handful of like other big ones in between. Um, so the theme of this. Tacto Tuesday is just going to be you giving me a sanity check on some pretty wild hands and just making sure that I haven't lost my mind in uh, in the month that I've been away. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, uh, it sounds like a, a volatile return to the online streets. You know, it's it's hard to keep keep track of the hand that you're playing. You know, when you're used to. <laughs> Used to playing like 15, <laughs> 17 hands an hour in the live stream. Oh, no, no, no. I, I knew which hand I had when I made these crazy decisions. <laughs> I, 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 that's why I need the sanity check. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's gauge your sanity collectively with the Tactical Tuesday listener. So sanity check hand number one. Everybody folds to you in the big blind. You have ace nine. Everybody folds to the small blind who opens. You have ace nine of diamonds in the big blind. Uh, you go ahead and three bet, and they call. So we have a two bet. You three bet with ace nine of diamonds, and the small blind calls. Flop is eight, nine, ten, rainbow, uh, two tone with the ten, nine of hearts. So you flop middle pair. Villain, I presume, will check, and now action's on you. Yeah, already kind of a decision here, I think. Um, could bet. There are definitely lots of merits to betting in, in the sense that we have we could easily have the best hand now. There are worse hands that could call. Um, our 9 is fairly vulnerable, probably especially so on a 10-9-8 two-tone board. But, you know, just in general, a pair of 9s is is a hand that does benefit from uh, some protection and, and charging overs. Protection um, so, is like such a such a silly word, I think, in this case, because like, what are you like? What are you protecting against, really, in a hand that like is actually going to check fold the flop that has equity, that where you need protection with Ace Nine, right? Like, yeah, I guess ace, there really isn't one. Even a hand like Ace Queen or something like that. I mean, King whatever. Jack, like yeah. Ace Jack, um, Sevens, 
seven eight suited all, all these hands like they're they're gonna call the flop so like you're not protecting against any of those hands because like they're not you're just folding. value betting yeah you're, yeah you're value betting basically yeah. yeah yeah um so yeah those are the two things i i one of the other things that i think about when i bet like you know before one of the things that I think about before putting money in the pot on like a super dynamic board is just what is visibility going to look like downstream? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be, am I going to be confident in my ability to gauge the showdown value of my pair of nines on, you know, a variety of runouts? You could see just, you know, a Jack queen, seven, six heart being instantly murky. And I'm sure there are lots of other ones. Um, so I, I, you know, in general, my my strat in these in these sorts of spots is just going to be to check back second pair or or you know the the one parish type hands that um, are going to have visibility issues down downstream um, and kind of just use positional advantage, use whatever extra data points I can get from the actions that the small blind takes on the turn in the river and and try to make good decisions downstream. Yeah, I agree. Um, when it's framed from the sense of like, oh, ace nine is like value betting. The follow up question is like, is ace nine good enough to value bet? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is probably no. So checking back just sort of makes sense. It's very natural. Yeah, uh, I think my value bet range would be would be very tight on ten nine eight two tone. Anyways, like I, I might not even value bet a hand as strong as aces. So um, I think it makes a lot of sense to check back. Yeah, a pair of nines. And only way to get better at playing the spot is putting yourself in the spot. So turn is the king of clubs, which, yeah, um, connects with your range, connects with their range. I would say I don't think that it's going to swing either one significantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that's really really it uh, wouldn't be surprised to fill in bets wouldn't be surprised to fill in checks yeah uh, that's uh, actually exactly what i was going to ask if if when you say like you don't expect the king to to swing you know equities and in, in, in either of our ranges heavily so like that you know can that be like kind of reduced down to like eh you know we we expect small wine to bet sometimes we expect them to check sometimes neither would be surprising yeah no. i do think that when they bet the turn that the river bet's going to come at a decent clip I don't think it's like one and done here very frequently. What makes you think of that? Just the fact that like their lower equity hands like ace jack, if they don't four bet that, um, which ace jack should be four bet here at a, a fair clip, um, maybe ace queen, another hand that probably should be fair uh, four bet at a fair clip. Like basically their, their low equity hands that they bet the turn with. Um, I think there's an expectation that you're going to defend at least one bet. So in order to realize fold equity with those hands, they need to fire two bullets essentially, which means that like if the worst hands are firing two bullets, then their better hands are firing two bullets, then they're probably just firing two bullets at like a really high frequency. I'm so glad you said that, which means that if we're going to hang on with a pair of nines on the turn, we should probably be ready to hang on with a pair of nines on the river. Sure, but it also means like you know, should we hang on with a pair of nines, <laughs> right? Like that that that's that's the follow up is like should should we do that? I I would just fold the turn honestly. I I think that folding the turn is like, I mean, you've got so many better hands to defend with, and I would feel like infinitely better facing a check with Ace Nine. Uh, like it's just 
I don't I don't really see a path to like playing this like uh, turning a profit by calling the turn i really gotcha, don't gotcha. yeah i this is definitely this is i think a completely reasonable spot to to fold um i <laughs> so i guess i failed the first sanity check that that sanity check of should i call or fold the spot but after i failed that part i knew that i should hang on <laughs> facing the river bed, <laughs> I just which think... maybe is another sanity check we, we can see what the river is before yeah before we get that far but I just think like you have a hand that's very difficult to improve and blocks the hands that like would be really good if villain had. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it's like really difficult to improve, I think, is kind of a big deal. Like yeah. Jack nine, I would be way more happy about calling this bet with on the turn, or even like seven eight, or even sevens. I would <clears> be way happier calling the turn with those type of hands than yep. you know just yep. uh, third pair that. Has never no, gets any better. Yeah. No other properties really. Yeah, we can improve to like trip nines, and he can still bet big on the river, and we're still like, oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. two pair, either one. Um, so yeah, like I would like to have some sort of property that like gives me a straight on the river at least. Um, yeah, yeah. or there's some hope. Right. So the river is a five of clubs, completing the backdoor flush draw, and villain bets big again, which. I just could imagine happening. <laughs> like, uh, we could predict this on the turn. And I mean, I don't, I don't really know whether or not you should call the river here. I, I think you I should. Like, fold, well, since we can predict turn. this, how can I fold? Yeah, that, I mean, that's you know that that's the the sort of predicament that you find yourself in, right? Like on the turn. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think too that calling with hands that have the capability uh, to improve. Can actually like give you some more natural folds on the river as well when right. you know they brick and you, we also know that like oh they're gonna hit some like i'm gonna i'm gonna my, my hand's gonna get promoted at some frequency so like now i have like natural folds and i have some natural calls in this case you've kind of just stuck yourself in a spot where you have to call <laughs> you have to call yeah um and i think that you know that 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 just in and of itself is going to just create some problems yeah yeah yeah, I can. I'm totally on board with the, the turn analysis. I think it's this hand should can easily just go in the muck when I face a big turn bet. I, I, one of the things that I said on the flop was like, this is not even close to the one of the best hands I would check back on the flop. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can just take that one step further and say, like, hey, when I check back the flop and face a big bet, if this is not one of the best hands in my range, then, and it doesn't improve um, on top of that, then, then I can probably just, muck it and not feel like i'm getting run over or anything like that because i have lots of other hands to continue with yeah and i can uh so the, the final board was 10 9 8 two hearts one club turn king of clubs river five of clubs you hang on for dear life call the river and life is saved they have the a6 of spades so they did they did have like one of one of the, mm. the hands that can bluff <laughs> yeah yeah well, uh, okay. Oh, for one on the sanity check, though. That's but but you're up money so far. So we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know how that w- what all that means. Um, hand number two. Cutoff opens to three big blinds. So fifteen dollars. You three bet the button with king queen off to forty five, and the cutoff calls. So take a flop. 
flop is nine high, nine six deuce with two diamonds. You do have the queen of diamonds. I presume you're going to start out with a bet. Yeah, not a bad flop, all things considered. We got two overcards, backdoor diamonds, lots of ways to turn our king high into something real by the river. Yeah, so you start out with a half pot size. I guess mm -hmm. we can start talking about half pot versus one third. Probably going to be using bigger sizes on lower boards. Also going to be using bigger sizes um, on more dynamic boards. So two tone boards, more connected boards. Um, kind of the the general story that I'm trying to tell here is that you know, hey, I have an overpair advantage on a nine eye board. That's that's the thing that I'm trying to push right now. And you know, I have lots of hands in my range that uh, uh, the cutoff doesn't have once he only calls the three bet preflop that. Um, you know, are very excited about putting all the money in. Uh, I have all the aces, kings, and queens. Maybe the cutoff doesn't even have jacks if if they four bet jacks, which is pretty reasonable. And um, yeah, those are those are all the hands that I'm, I'm trying to rep and and kind of the hands that I want to protect with bluffs um, by by betting big. Yeah, and having a backdoor flush draw is a nice mm -hmm. nice uh, property of of king queen. So. You bet, they call, turn is a tray of clubs, and they check. So deuce, tray, six, nine. Two backdoor flush draws. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> you now have the double backdoor flush draws um, that <laughs> potentially you could rep either one um, if you bet we, the we turn. We have future flush blockers. Yeah, that's future, that's what we have now, blockers. double future flush blockers. <laughs> um, So they check. There's 191 in the pot, and so now... This decision on the turn. Not much of a decision. Just I'm gonna keep pretending that I have kings or queens <laughs> instead of king queen. <laughs> okay. So the pretending goes on. I am a little bit hesitant to bet the turn here personally, but it makes sense. Like I think that it's really easy to overdo it on this nine high board. Um and yeah, I yeah, I'm definitely overdoing it. I on. don't think villains are gonna fold probably a six, a seven, seven pocket sevens or eights. Mm -hmm. And like those hands really need to be folded out. And you block both backdoor flush draws, which is actually not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's really good. laughs> also, I agree with you that sevens and, and six X, maybe fours, fives, like don't fold the turn. But yeah, we have to bet the turn to get those hands to fold on the river. That's, and they might fold depending point. on what the river is. So we just got to prepare for. I see. I see. Okay. So. Damn the it. Rivers, the river is a tray of hearts. <laughs> so nine, six, deuce, tray, tray. Both flush draws bricked. You block both flush draws, which um, is not not good uh, because they have fewer hands to fold. Believe it or not, the sanity check is not what you thought it was going to be. It's not going to be, should I jam the river with a hand that double blocks flush draw? And... Yeah, so the sanity right. check is whether or not you should call the river. So the villain donks the river. What is that? Like, I don't know, a little bit more, more than a third. More than a third, so 35%-ish. Yeah. Odd. Unexpected. I was thinking of... So this is a concept... Um, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on Tactical Tuesday, but uh, this is something that you've 
spent a lot of time teaching me and it's the concept of uh like complementary strategies mm-hmm. we had a tactical tuesday episode <clears throat> a couple weeks ago where we talked about betting small on the river bluffing small on the river uh, in an attempt to fold out villains air just targeting only their air region with yeah. with worse air um this is what this felt like to me yeah so essentially like <clears throat> Like this guy's just trying to fold out my bricked draws and whatever ace highs, king eyes, whatever that I might might be just going crazy with on a on a nine eye flop. Right. With I don't know. Something that's worse than King High, because I don't think Ace High would do this. Yeah. So I'm trying to think about the the flush draw properties that you're blocking, like their busted flush draws, and kind of trying to gauge the importance of that. You know, I think like the king is sort of irrelevant, right? Because yeah, it feels feels irrelevant. Yeah. Like they're going to check raise with the king of clubs. Quite off, or like actually, I, don't know. I, I thought the king of clubs was relevant because they wouldn't do this with the ace of clubs, right? Yeah. And so I have like the one that's like the next category down. So like me yeah, having it's, the, it's also hard for them to like. Yeah, I. I I'm not sure how relevant the king is. The queen can definitely be relevant. It hurts a little. The, yeah. the queen, like queen jack, queen ten, right? Uh, king queen of diamonds are just like all gonna be there. Man, this is like so weird. I, I don't even know. I, I don't think villain is messing around. What? I don't. <sighs> what value hand? You, like you call here and you lose to, or you you see a value. Like what are you what are you expecting here? I don't know. That's a good. That's another good question. Like ace tray of diamonds would be like one hand. Um, no way. This guy's gonna votes. risk me not putting all the money in with an overpair and just yeah. calling one seventy three. It's just too good. Like the river's just too yeah. good for you know your overpairs, and it's too good for your like. I don't know that it's too good for your bluffs, actually. Like, I, I don't know how often you're going to bluff on this run out. Always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I, I kind of, uh, I'm just confused. Uh, this sanity check is like, this is a weird spot that I think I'm, I'm fairly unstudied in and probably would have to rely on the data, honestly, because. Oh, you have 15 seconds to make this decision. Yeah, I've I've already timed out and folded <laughs> my hand like uh, uh, because I I can't really yeah I just can't come up with a decent plan. Um, our, our reactions to this was quite different because I saw the three of hearts hit the river and I did the same thing that we did initially and I was like, God damn it! Now I don't know if I can jam the king queen on the river. Yeah, and then he donked and I was like, Whoa! Now there's a way to win. Yeah, but like. I think that, I mean, I, I, I think that when they donk, like they could also presume that you're going to jam your overpairs anyways. Oh, over this. Oh, like, so they're not going to miss value from overpairs by donking. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be kind of scared facing the donk with an overpair. I'd be like, well, I, I, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what I. This you're right. This is such a confusing size. If I if I had value, I think I'd be might have been more confused than when I actually just had King High. Yeah. So they got the call from King High with this mm. donk. 
um, which is either really good, really good thing for them or really bad thing for them. Uh, I guess it's a really bad thing because they have. Oh, this one felt good. I don't know why this guy didn't check raise the flop, but I don't know why either. I I don't know. We're two (laughs) check raise the flop with your combo draws. Your your sanity checks. You're you're two for two. Um, I'm zero for two. And what have we learned? I I don't know. (laughs) Results wise, you're doing well. Better Uh, to be insane. What a weird, weird situation. All right, we're gonna head to break while I scratch my head and really this, <laughs> think this, about this one. <laughs> this river, river donk spot. Uh, stick around. More sanity checks coming your way. The decision to enter a hand is fundamental to poker strategy. Too tight, and they know what you have. Too loose, and you're easy to run over. Free Flop Bootcamp from Chasing Poker Greatness is a comprehensive guide to locking down your preflop game and creating true range advantage. Eight days of guided training, over 60 optimal ranges, and access to a dedicated community of players that will push your preflop game from a place of weakness to your greatest strength. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp. Available now. John, I wanted to ask you why you decided to invest in a preflop bootcamp. Everything that you had done with me to that point, or I had heard you do, had impressed me. I loved the podcast. I accidentally ended up in the poker power hour and loved that. And then I took coaching and then you recommended the boot camp. And at first I didn't think it was, you know, something that would be that valuable, but I was like, everything else has been amazing. So I signed up and then it just blew me away. And what about boot camp blew you away? Like it started off slow. Like I'm learning these ranges and I'm not even understanding what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden, as I start to understand what we're doing with the three bets, the four bets, all of a sudden it just kind of hit me. And I was like, oh my God, how do I not know this stuff? This is amazing. The more I studied them, I started to understand why they were constructed sometimes. Like I'd be like, that's why that's like that. And that would lead to more revelations and just a better understanding of poker in general. Do you have any interesting takeaways from your boot camp experience? The most interesting thing about the boot camp, it's a pre-flop boot camp, but I feel like it's done as much for my post game as it did for my pre-game, just because I'm not in as many awkward and bad situations as I found myself in. You know, when we were doing coaching before the boot camp, we couldn't get through 10, 15 minutes of tape without finding mistake after mistake. And then once we did the boot camp, it solved problems on the back end as well. I know you've studied for a thousand hours this year. How do you think boot camp compares to your other poker study? Oh, it's crazy. The boot camp is probably the most important thing I've done all year out of everything. I would give anything to go back and to, to know that stuff 10 years ago. I can't imagine how successful I'd be right now if I had known that stuff. And I thought the boot camp was so valuable that I literally insisted you take more money from me and paid you more for the boot camp. 
because I was blown away. I just thought the price was too cheap. And it's changed my game in ways that I, I can't even explain to you. If you'd like to join the next round of Preflop Bootcamp, which starts on the last Saturday of every month, head to ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp to lock up your spot. One more time, that's ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp. All right, welcome back from the break. Let's see if the John Chai magic can continue for a couple more hands. Let's yeah. dive straight into hand number three. Post oh, this one has some embarrassing preflop action. So I open ace jack of hearts, very normal. In the cutoff, I get three bet by the button. The small blinds hold four bets to 92.50. And I do the, the rare flat. <laughs> with ace jack of hearts uh-huh. uh this is a, this is a misclick yeah i i believe you that makes a lot of sense uh so the john chai magic i don't know if it's going to continue or not we, we haven't seen the result but let's see if he can spin his misclick into something good it's so, like just praying the button doesn't jam <laughs> yeah that okay be, thank god okay we, we get to see a flop the button doesn't jam. You called ninety two fifty. Um, there's going to be two twenty seven in the pot. You get about as good of a flop as you can get. Ace high, ace seven four with one heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> you check or villain checks. You decide to check behind. I think this is pretty normal. I'm sure that. When you misclicked and flopped an ace, you're like, oh, thank God. Like <laughs> I misclicked, flopped an ace, and I was like, okay, now I'm either screwed, like I'm 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 really screwed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're 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 committed now. Yeah, so the turn's a queen of diamonds and the small blind checks and you bet half pot. Um I, I think this is like an important decision point on yeah. the turn. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of ways, like, you know, you can make the decision to, like, check or bet on the turn, and then there's still, like, I think, a river decision. Like, you could just bet once here. and, and sure. Yeah. And not bet the river, depending on yeah. the run out. Um, I, I do think, like, that turn sets of queens probably going to bet at some frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, actually, like, queens on the flop probably will see bet after cold four betting at some frequency as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not absolute, but it's sometimes. Well, I, I don't even know. Like, we're we're already in, like, weirdo land, right? Because this guy's like, what? This guy just cold called the, the four? So, like, who knows, like, what, what this guy's going to see betting strategy. But, yes, in, in most normal situations, I would expect queens to generally just quarter pot the flop. Yeah, like, I, I think that, I mean, in general, like, when you find yourself in a foreign situation, you grab onto what you can and what mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And like that's the thing that I think lots of players know um, about four bet pots. It's like in yeah, general yeah. they're just like betting betting quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I, I, what I'm saying is like I, I don't think they have a ton of slow played value at this point, and so I think Ace Jack is probably just like the best hand very yeah. often. Mm-hmm. So like betting the turn and getting value here just you know makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah. We can get called by kings. We can get called by ace ten suited, ace five suited. Um, yeah. Maybe even hand like king queen suited. That makes a lot of sense. A cold four bet. I yeah. That could. 
sure. maybe find a call on the turn. King Queen suited, Queen Jack suited. I think mm-hmm. Queen Jack suited is like quite quite a well, I mean, who knows? Who knows what you want to block after you cold call? Um the river is a five of spades and villain checks again. So Sayonara to beating Ace Five suited. Um you still beat Ace Ten suited though. And yep. King and Queen Kings, suited. And King Queen and Queen Jacks. Yeah. I don't think the five is gonna be uh like swingy enough to not value Bet the River. Mm-hmm. I think that Ace Jack is probably just a totally fine jam here after villain ah, checks. Nice. Okay. We passed the sanity check in the hand where I did the insane thing pre-flop. <laughs> Villain calls. And we lost. <laughs> so <laughs> Passed the sanity check, lost the magic. Yeah. 0 for 3 for, for me in the sanity checks. Um, <laughs> I think maybe I'll need a sanity check. <laughs> uh, Villain has the ace 5 of diamonds. So they have a hand that like just makes all the sense in the world. Like I think they played the hand well. There's nothing really they they could have done. Uh, they yeah, just yeah. they checked the flop. I think checking the flop is probably a pretty good. Checking the turn is totally reasonable when you turn the nut flush draw, and checking the river so that a shack suited can just jam and own <laughs> itself is also great. So, well done to the villain here. Oh, it feels really bad when you start out with a preflop misclick and then end up getting stacked on the river. Just yeah, it feels really good when you preflop misclick and win a stack on the river, though, right? I was really hoping that was, that was what was going to happen, <laughs> but he called so quickly on the river that I knew that's not what was going to happen as soon as he yes snapped. You want you want a tank? Yeah, yeah I wanted. <laughs> I needed him to use like all all fourteen seconds or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you open the cutoff in this final hand with the ace eight of diamonds. The small blind three bet you. Looks like you four bet um, ace eight of diamonds to whatever this is twenty three big blinds. And this they is call. my favorite IP four bet hand bluff hand for some ace, reason. Ace, ace eight diamonds. suited just one hundred percent four bet IP. Just I don't know what it is. You you have a lucky hand. You know? what, what, it is a lucky what, hand. What can we say? Go forward. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so with your lucky hand, the flop is ace, ace, ace. That would be four aces in a four bet pot. So villain checks, which is about the only appropriate thing they can do. Um, have a decision on the flop. Uh, <laughs> All of your low equity four bets, or the majority of them, have an ace in them. Should I bet like two dollars here? Or, or yeah. like what, what? Half a big blind? Will they allow yeah. that? Uh, yeah, just tell me thought process here after flopping quads. Yeah, I I also froze for a second and was like, should I see bet? Should I not see bet? And I decided to just see bet. I thought you know not see betting would almost feel would almost look even um, even more suspicious. I think if I go really small. We're not going to get folds from flopped boats, maybe as like, you know, hands up to like aces full of jacks or tens or something like that. Um, yeah. I really, agree. it's going to get called there. I don't think we're going to like induce bluffs because we check back on our ace, ace, ace board as the pre flop four better. Yeah. Uh, it's like 
there's a there's an expected thing that you feel yeah. it's going to expect you to do, and that is just bet everything here yeah. with a small size um, yeah. because this board just smashes us. And so, like checking back uh, just raises red flags. I think right. more so than a small C bet right. uh, does. So I start out with like a really small C bet, and then that's where the hand gets really tough. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Super tough spot. You, John bets 45 into 230. His opponent jams. So now you're at a decision here on the river with quad aces. Yeah. You're going to pull the trigger on this one, you think? I had to think about it, but decided this was probably a little bit too high up in my range to, to fold. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, what on earth is Villain doing? Yeah, right. What do you think he has? I there's there's not a single appropriate hand to do this with <laughs> that I could even imagine. Like I, I can't even like I just can't even imagine a hand that they do this with. Like unless they have like kings, maybe is like king queen, <laughs> king queen oh, maybe yeah. sevens. Well, they did it. They flopped a boat and they got stacked. What a cooler. Uh, <laughs> that was a, a warm welcome back to online. Yeah. This was like one of my first hands, actually. And I was like, huh, oh, yeah, nice. I remember I, I remember why I like this game. Yeah, so the sanity check for the small blind is they are insane. That's the <laughs> sanity check failed by the small blind in, the, in this scenario. Um, my sevens need protection. Yep. Protection. They got it. <laughs> um. Well... And you know the the messed up part is like when they jam and get called right, they almost always have like sub one percent equity. <laughs> like they they need like seven seven. They can't even improve with a seven. With like, one seven, yeah. They need two sevens to improve. In this case, two sevens is not even enough. Like so, yeesh. Um. All right. Good episode. I don't know whether you're insane or not, um, because apparently you're more sane than I am in these three <laughs> hands anyway. So welcome back. Well, we'll do the, another. We'll do another checkup next week, and uh, we'll we'll have some more online hands because um, I'm probably back and online for good for the next next couple of weeks at least, and then yeah, we can do another sanity check next Tuesday. Yeah, gearing up for the World Series of Poker. By playing lots of online six max zone. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just, it's just the. I'm going to be traveling a bunch in the next next couple of weeks, and so I won't be able to play live. I'll just be playing on my laptop. Gotcha. Well, happy travels, and as always, that's all I've got. See you next week. See you next week. While John's on the road. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.